Sorry, mate. Right at the end of that, there's this massive squirrel outside my window, um, and he's got it's the biggest nut in his mouth, and he's just burying it in the flower bed. <laughs> Class. I mean, he's an absolute titan. That's the that's the content. That's the content our our listeners demand. Hello, 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 hi there. Hello and welcome to the Football Times podcast. We're back again for week two. We didn't get pulled off air after our, our grand return in the 2020-21 season. Uh, my name is Michael Potts, RadioTimes.com sport editor. And I'm joined once again, back-to-back weeks, back-to-back weeks by Match of the Day, BBC Match of the Day magazine writer Jake Wilson. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. You know what they say, a pod a week keeps the... Doctor away. <laughs> they say that. Of course they do. I don't know do. who they are. The internet masses. I've heard them. I've heard them. Good to be back, my friend. How are you? Guy. Yeah, I'm not bad. I always ask how you are and you never ask how I am. Maybe yeah, you do. Well, this I is, I'm know. changing it up. I'm changing it up. As a Sunderland fan, I don't often like to ask how you are, just in uh. case it isn't as rosy as uh, being a Wolves fan. Just assume the answer, man. Just assume the answer. This is we, it. Uh, I celebrated a 1-1 draw against Bristol City. Bristol Rovers. Not even Bristol City. I wish it was against Bristol City. We celebrated a 1-1 draw against Bristol Rovers at the weekend. Um, high times. High let's times. Move on. <laughs> um, we will bring you, uh, in our new format, we'll bring you a few pre- uh, match previews of the games coming up this weekend. A big one coming up soon. It's Chelsea v Liverpool. Um, we've also got some fantasy Premier League tips, and if that's not enough, we have a very special little feature on on our favourite football kits of the season, our favourite Premier League kits. We have home kits, we have away kits, we have third kits, we have whatever kits we have. Um, we'll be running through some of our favourites and least favourites of the season so far. Um, let's get started, I guess. Chelsea-Liverpool, the big game of the weekend. Um, we've had a chance to see them both in action. We've got some raw data, I guess, now. Um, what did you make? Or, well, let's start with Chelsea. What did you make of Chelsea? Did you watch them on, on Monday night at all? I, I saw bits. I saw bits um, after watching the Wolves. Um, I, was, I was high on adrenaline. I had to go have a little run around to, to burn some of it off. Um, <laughs> but I, I, saw, I saw the opening. Um, and they look pretty good, to be fair. Um, and this is the start. There's a lot of talk about... Verno and Havertz and um, obviously there's the two new starters that played um, and they both they both look pretty decent. Havertz didn't really get, get on the ball much. He had some little flashes and flicks and stuff, um, but not hugely in the game. Whereas Werner was a little more um, central um, and he, he wanted that debut goal. You could see it in him. He was running, he was hassling, he was harrying and... He got the assist, uh, the semi-assist for the, the penalty, the, the first. Um, but I think there's much more to come from them, um, which is dangerous for anyone that's going to be playing against them. Absolutely, yeah. I, thought, I, I agree. I thought Havertz looked a little bit... Well, I don't know. We look like a player who's just been parachuted into a team, an existing setup. do you know what I mean? Um, I, I mean, I watched him a couple of times in the Bundesliga when that was the only football we had. And uh, he, me and my housemate, we really, really rate them in the couple of games we saw. Um, and, and yeah, you'd love him just to, in that number. T- I know he can play in any position, but that little number 10 role there behind Werner looks like a nice, nice little slot to be in. Um, and Werner, oh man, <laughs> I'm sold. 
again, I was just wondering whether would he adapt to the Premier League straight away? Would he take a little time to settle? Um, some darting runs, just on and off the ball. Just just one of those strikers who defenders really hate to play against. So cliche alert, but um, just yeah, and, and that penalty that he won there, a little bit of pace and determination. He's going to win a few more like that, you would think, across the, the span of a season. Definitely. And he seems pretty damn intelligent with it as well. Yeah. Like he knows when to press, when to make the moves. Um, at Leipzig as well, they asked him to play deeper sometimes and, mm. and wide. He's quite versatile up there. So I think he's going to be a real option for Chelsea, especially when like he's settled. Or in a two yeah. with Abraham, that's it's another option. So it's a good time. Because, because you look at him and think that he's like a, a natural out-and-out striker, or he certainly played like that against uh, against Brighton the other night. But he did actually play wide quite often for, for Leipzig. So it's interesting It's interesting to see what his favourite position is. But I mean, with when Zayek and, and Pulisic come back in, um, you'd expect him to, to be pretty consistently through the middle. Uh, but I think just knowing Chelsea can do that, they can they can put Havertz up top, Werner out to the left, and then they've also got Tammy Abraham, um, who I feel a little bit sorry for Tammy Abraham. Um, he had such a good debut season, but obviously as an option from the bench, and uh, once the injuries and the games start to pile up, you'd you'd hope he would he would find his little spot in that team. Yeah, he, he tailed off a little at the end of uh, last season. wasn't quite as clinical as a as a title chasing side might need um, but he's got he's still got time to prove himself he still does he's still there absolutely I think one thing is just getting Thiago Silva into this team and, and slotted in quite quickly I'm still just a little bit unconvinced by that back line and I'm just a little bit nervous for them um, obviously Reese James scored the goal uh, what a goal as well we haven't mentioned that what a goal Oof. Um but just, just not sold in Christensen. Not totally sold in Christensen. I think Zuma maybe needs, I don't know, an experienced head next to him. Um, and I don't think Christian, Christensen really provides that at the minute. So I think Thiago Silva getting him in there, um, having a nice solid back line. Obviously, you need a bit of confidence from your keeper, who, uh, mm. who is not particularly... I know you were talking no. about fantasy team prospects last week. <laughs> yeah, I was very disappointed. Um, there's a lovely stat that I read um, the last couple of days. Uh, since he joined Chelsea in 2018, Kepper has conceded more Premier League goals from outside the box than any other goalkeeper. Mm. 19. And he, you'd think he should have saved Trossard's. So, yeah. I, but we I could have um, we could have Mendy in the side by the weekend mm. if that goes over the line. So um, it could all change. I think you're right about um, Thiago uh, needs to get in there. I think Zuma's a good second centre back. You know the, mm. the reliable kind of second choice, and then you need the the world class elite centre back next to him. Um, mm. And hopefully Silva can do that. So you have Silva being big and powerful, and and Zuma being his sidekick almost. So yeah, absolutely. Um, could happen. Absolutely. And um, moving from, I'm trying to segue into Liverpool here and thinking <laughs> of something to do with like defensive errors, Virgil van Dijk, a bit uncharacteristic mistake against Leeds, Liverpool conceding three. It was, a, it was, a, it was an excellent game. <laughs> it was an awesome game for the neutral, but um, slightly worrying, slightly worrying for Liverpool maybe. A little bit. You don't win the league conceding 
three goals a game. Um, I think most, if not nearly all, Premier League uh, champions have conceded something like lower than 40 goals on the way to lifting the title. So they're already <laughs> three ahead. So they've got <laughs> one per game for the rest of the season or something. Um, so it is dangerous there was it was just little mistakes and, and giving them um, openings you spoke about Jack Harrison I think last week uh, wanted to shoot on site um, he put that to <laughs> did you not I don't think I did <laughs> but I'm just a lead friend you've got a lead friend yeah so Jack Harrison yeah shooting on site as soon as he got an opening that Liverpool gave him um, and he pinged that into the back of the net. Um, Virgil van Dijk obviously giving uh, leads another goal. I think um, hopefully they can iron these mistakes out. It's too early to get too worried but um, they do look so much more fragile than before. It's interesting, isn't it? Leeds, they sort of, they just, you've got to be very bold against Liverpool you've got to be very brave against Liverpool and actually pre- like almost play them at their own game so actually like just get up in their faces and, and hit them on the break and, and, and do all of the things that that Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool did well last season to win the league you've almost got to sort of be a poor man's Liverpool to try and get at Liverpool um, so I don't think Liverpool you know, I, don't, I don't think they're going to um, face a side with that intensity every week I don't think they're going to face teams with that work rate every week obviously Leeds I mean imagine that team talk before the game your, your first Premier League game back in, in 16 years a lot of these lads haven't played in the Premier League before you've got Bielsa standing there at Anfield like they, they'll be fired up for that one so I don't want to read too much into it but it is, it is interesting to see whether Liverpool can you know they were so good at grinding out the 1-0 2-0s last year um, whether they can get that back or whether it's going to be a little bit more Chelsea a little bit more 5-4 <laughs> yeah I think Klopp would have definitely preferred a 1-0 than uh, that roller coaster. but Absolutely. Um, Salah saved the day didn't he eh yeah I mean when you when you cost me like that who knows <laughs> I mean we'll come back to this in fantasy because so we, we made a, ch- a choice not to discuss our fantasy teams before um, before <laughs> starting this recording so I don't know if this man chose Salah or didn't, but um, but I'm sure we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out in a I'm little sure while. Sure, you will. Um, prediction for this one? Yeah, we, I think there's going to be some goals in it. You wouldn't expect a nil-nil, uh, not with oh. the defenses as they are. Um, I'm I'm still back in Liverpool. I think they've got an edge um, with Salah being so good. I don't think. Um, Mane obviously didn't impact the game that much um, mm. against Leeds, but I don't think he's dropped off particularly. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, going for a nice, nice two-one, two-one Liverpool. Hmm. Um, moving on, uh, and also I, sh- I should tell you how to watch that game. <laughs> uh, that game will be on a Sunday, twentieth of September. It's a four thirty kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League main event and Now TV. Uh, moving on, we have a Monday night football game. Uh, it's at eight, 8 o'clock kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League, main event, now TV, uh, involving a little team called Wolverhampton. Um, Ooh, on the Wolves. Wolves versus Manchester City. Uh, I'm starting to realise why you are here uh, on back-to-back weeks, and it's for this very moment. So take it away, Mr. Wilson. Talk to us. Talk to us about the mighty Wolves. I don't know how many times I can say it, but what a time to be a wolf! Man. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I, I I'm feel so, so jealous. lucky. 
It's just good thing after good thing after good thing. We had a scary summer this year. Nuno didn't sign a contract for a long time, but he signed now, another three-year deal. We didn't sign anyone. We sold Doc. It did look a little bit risky. Um, but then, like I said last week, the signings came in. Um, we've come in very little preseason, no preseason games. And we hit the ground running six minutes and two goals. What? Not bad. It's not bad. Two minutes no. and six goals. It was Jimenez first, wasn't it? If I, if Jimenez I first, who you praised last yeah. week and we, we both raved about. He's, I know I'm slightly biased, but he definitely is one of the elite forwards in the league. Mm. He's so clinical and he works so hard. His positioning is so good. Um, it just set us off on such a... Such a great run, and then mm. big Roman size settled uh, in it. <laughs> Bang! Big Roman size. For those at home who can't see Jake's face right now, it's, there's a there's a there's a delight on there. <laughs> um, yeah, and talk to me. I, I mentioned him last week, so I've, I'm interested. Um, mm. Podens, 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 Podens. Yeah, Podens. That one. Um, what are we thinking? Is, it, is he is he first team material? Is he going to? I think everybody sort of looks at that Wolves team and thinks Jimenez, thinks Traore. Obviously, last season it was Doherty. Um, you might even think Jota up there, but I guess Podens is starting to starting to feel his way into more of a first team role. If that's that's my that's my take on it. What, what, what are you thinking there? Definitely, um, Nuno usually um, brings his players in slowly. So when we brought in Dendonkner, for example, he took six months before he really started playing, mm. and that's how he likes to to kind of bring in his players. And and Pod was the same. It took him a little while to get going. He obviously had done really well for Olympiacos. He had that moment against Tottenham where he scored scored that screamer. Um, mm. But he is definitely in the first team picture now. Jota. Is, is is a little inconsistent. He goes on he goes on runs. You know he'll he'll score mm. seven in ten, and then he won't score for ten. Um, and I think Potens is the man in favour at the minute. We started with him and Neto either side of uh, Jimenez, which was uh, exciting. We, uh, I was expecting Jota over Neto um, with Traore in right wing back, seeing as the only right wing back we have is mm. our under twenty threes, Oscar Burr. <laughs> Um, so that one we're looking at, I think. Um, but Pod is amazing. I will be looking at him for my FPL team. He's he's pretty cheap, um, and he causes havoc. He's so low to the ground, you know that kind of. I don't want to say messy esque, but yeah. <laughs> he's not built too dissimilarly. Um, if you look at pictures of him on Twitter and next to the likes of Cody and Size and Bolly, <laughs> little tiny Pod is. I think he's five five. It's very good, oh. but he's a danger. So it's nice to have some options. Our bench was so full. You know, we had we had Jota on the bench. We had Vinagra on the bench. We had um, Fabio Silva on the bench. We had Neves on the bench. This is not what we had last year. So I, the, it's, it's great. And it's a great time to be playing City, I think, too. You are an insufferable man, Mr. Jake Wilson. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that is... What a time. <laughs> Can I just be a Wolves fan? Why was I born? Why was I born where... Oh, it doesn't matter. We've I all had those thoughts, yeah. though. When, we were, when I was down <laughs> in League One, losing to Crawley, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was looking up at you. So it's... Look, uh, forward it's to, look forward to rising to... Just picking a country and then rising through the ranks and just signing all of that country's youth talents. Like, I don't know. Yep. Some of them might become the new Slovakian sort of feeder team or something. Just keep mm. signing all their young players come through. I like that. See you in 2025. Um... Nice one. And and to round off that, yeah, you're coming up against City. 
Um, mm. I mean, you beat City both times last season, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm still, I mean, they haven't started the season yet. I'm still slightly unconvinced. Um, I, I feel, I just think it's going to go one of two ways for them. And this is going to sound really on the fence, but either much, much closer to Liverpool, probably beat them, or they're going to be so far away and Chelsea could pip them. I think they're going to be, um, I still, I, I can't shake this idea that they're a side who will win 5-0, 5-0 and lose 1-0. Um, I, I don't know if they've made the signings that can change that. I know they're, they're, they keep being linked to pretty much every world-class centre-back going, um, which would certainly help. Um, I think Aguero again as well. Injury concerns, I know they've always been a thing with Aguero and, and regardless of how many injuries, he will keep coming back and keep scoring 20 goals a season. <laughs> Last year felt like it felt a little bit like the beginning of the end for him. Is that is that harsh to say? Um, I love Aguero, unbelievable, unbelievable player. Um, I mean, probably after Henri, he's he's for me the the next best Premier League player of all time, and even then, close to Henri. Um, I, I just wonder how long he's got left in the tank um, if these injuries keep piling up into his thirties. I think injuries probably is, is the only way it'll be stopped. I'm always a little bit scared to doubt these elite forwards. No. Jamie Vardy, no. golden boot winner at 33. He's just going to keep skinning defenders until the day he retires. And yeah. I've got a feeling that Aguero is just going to keep finding the net until he retires. He's, he's done it for so long in the box, outside the box. His link-up play is good now too. Um, I wouldn't write him off, but... Um, I would agree that if if he doesn't turn it on, I'd be worried of the goals behind him. You know, Sterling goes through purple patches, but then mm. he has his quiet moments too. Mares causes havoc, but doesn't always score loads. Jesus, I think we've spoken about, he yeah. <laughs> is is unconvincing. Um, but I'm a little bit more confident at the back for City this year. Um, I like Edison a lot, and if Laporte's fit and and Ake. Um, if those are the, the first two centre-backs, I'd be quite confident on that. Um, surely that's curious. an upgrade on last year. Yeah, I'm curious about that guy. I'm not sold. I think he's part of the reason why I'm not sold. I, th- I think Laporte is a, Laporte's a tremendous centre-back and I, I think it would be great for him to be back for the full season. Um, yeah, I'm not totally convinced. And Kyle Walker and people like that who are very good players, are they capable of, you know, are, are they capable of dislodging Liverpool who knows um, I fancy Wolves to get something from this and I'm going to go with a 1-1 and that's not just to you know see your head explodes but um, I'm going for a 1-1 draw there I'm going to I'm going to go with you I think Wolves are Wolves are excellent um, and, and we look really great on the ball um, but I think City um, will come out of the traps wanting wanting to fire so I think they'll get a goal but I'd never write us off so one one sounds about right to me absolutely uh, and just a quick round of another couple of games so that was Monday Night Football Wolves versus Manchester City um, also on Sky Sports Premier League main event and now TV on Saturday evening we've got Man United versus Crystal Palace Man United starting their season off belatedly and Arsenal versus West Ham at 8 o'clock um, I mean you're not going to watch that if you're a West Ham fan but everybody else we can probably enjoy that one um, moving on to fantasy Premier League tips. Talk to me, Mr. Wilson. How's it gone? How has it gone? Did you, um, did you pick Salah? Uh, 
the big the big reveal no I went Sadio oh. Mane I got I two points same. from Mane I went the same Sadio Mane it's heartbreaking isn't it I put Mane in purely just so that I could have a bit of well the, the plan was always to take him out in the second week for Fernandez, um, save 1.5 million um, and I just thought whatever happens with Mane hopefully he just gets a little nice little bonus in the first week um, and then Salah did that thanks Mo yeah, he ruined it, didn't he? he um, uh, we're playing in a league, me and uh, my my mates, and we've got one of our non-footballing mates in, um, and he's uh, he's done the thing that he's read all the all the articles, all the fan oh, sheets, and he captained nice. Captain Salah, and he's top of the league, and <sighs> I I'm fuming. You know, I didn't do too badly. I got exactly smack bang average. I got 50, which is the average for the week. Um, I had some good some good players in there. Bamian Captain did me the biz. Jimenez and Wilson up front got eight apiece. James Justin. Woo. Yes, thank you, sir. Lovely man. Missed out on Justin. I took Justin but, out last minute for Kyle Walker-Peters because I thought um, they signed that Cast- Castagne guy and uh, yeah. Leicester had signed him and... Uh, I saw Pereira was coming back and things like that. So I, I, I bottled it with Justin. And uh, yeah, the walk with Peter's move did not work. Um, had him, had him and Ez. Um, I, also, I also made a rogue late, late move just for a couple of weeks, even temporary, uh, for Rob Holding at 4.5 oh, wow. million. Mm. And he got a nice little clean sheet. West Ham nice. next. Uh, Aubameyang captain, got a few little points. Um, yeah, I mean, the rest, there's nothing to write home about. <laughs> but this no, is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> you're right. There was a lot of dots in there. I didn't like it. I had Walker-Peters too, Trent. I had Sander Burge that kept mm. Tyreek Mitchell's clean sheet points on the bench, which was Same. very frustrating. Mitchell, um, Mitchell Jack- second on my bench. But yeah, yeah I had Jared Bowen as well, um, who I just, I just threw in because um, at least he'd be playing. Yeah. I've um, I've already made I, I, so again I, I I really need to not make the the four point hits this this season that was my no, no, my no, no, aim no, no, no. but I thought I'd I'd counted for one at the start of the year just just <laughs> to get you know the man the Man City Man United players flowing again mm-hmm. uh, so Fernandez is in for Mane and uh, I got so angry with Mitra so I I had um, Dominic Calvert Lewin in my in my team until the mm. day before Aye. it was like I can't remember what it was it was like. Jimenez, I think it was Jimenez, Calvert-Lewin, Mitrovic. I don't know why I bottled it in the end. And um, yeah, so Calvert-Lewin's gone straight in for Mitrovic. So, yeah, Mitro on the bench, that was a big call. Um, um, I think annoyed with, a little bit. Yeah, with Rodriguez looking, looking playing well in his first game for Everton. Big fan of Hammers Rodriguez. Um, surprised to see him sort of slot in so quickly and have such a big impact. Uh, I thought he was going to be quite a tentative, you know, maybe October by the time we see him at his best. But made five five key chances during the game, or made five key passes, uh, more than any other player in the Premier League at the weekend. So I'm fancying him to, to feed Richarlison, who, who should have scored, by the way. Richarlison absolutely should have buried the other day. Definitely. Um, but Calvert-Lewin, I fancy, slightly cheaper, always through the middle. Um yeah, he's my little Rodriguez, my little tip to watch in the next couple of weeks. Be interesting, especially with the Chelsea boys looking like they're probably not going to be at full fitness uh, for another couple of weeks. Agreed. I think he's had a bit of a, a hard write up, Rodriguez. He's still 29. People are saying, oh, he might not have the legs for the Premier League. 
Um, I think I think he could well do it. And with Allen behind him, who looked like an absolute destroyer <laughs> in that game, um, I think an Everton defender, um, one of the people in my league's got Michael Keane. And I'm, I'm looking at Michael Keane. He's quite cheap. Um, Dinia's six mil. You know, he's got the set pieces Dinia. as well. I think Dinia's set pieces are going to be key again this year, um, which is why I'm annoyed that I picked Marnay, not Salah. Salah getting that penalty straight away. Ugh, let's not talk about Salah anymore. It's only going to hurt. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. Um, and yes, you can continue to join the RadioTimes.com Cup. Are you are you in the RadioTimes.com Cup? If no, not, my invite must is. still be coming in the old uh, the it's, older um, box. It's a it's a public league, so anybody can join. Just find one of our articles online uh, on Fantasy Premier League. We set up a little hub page with a few updates for injuries, and it tells you the latest with Werner and Pulisic and, and all the rest of it, uh, along with a few tips. Uh, you can join our league at any point. I'm still going to keep it open uh, for the next few weeks, I think, and then maybe shut it when it gets to October. Once you know, people know whether they're going to lose or <laughs> actually actually give it down this year. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, And finally, kits. Kits. So I love a Premier League kit. I love a new kit. I love kit season. I love seeing what what people can design, how badly people can get it wrong. You know, like sort of seeing how many variations of red and white stripes you can have. Um, Top kits. Talk to me. Any any particularly um, ravishing numbers out there at the moment, if you notice from the opening weekend? Well, if we're going to start from the Prem, I want to give a big, big shout out to uh, to Liverpool um, signing up with Nike mm. this year. The home kit is is fine. Uh, I know the blue on there's uh, uh, put a lot of cats amongst feathers, um, yeah. but cats. I want <laughs> hang on, cat, cats amongst feathers, birds, isn't it? It's birds, cats it's not amongst, feathers. Cat amongst the pigeons. Well, there's feathers at the end. That's all I know. <laughs> Um, back to kits, Michael. Um, <laughs> back to kits. Oh, yeah, I want to shout out um, Liverpool's away kit, the the blue seaside kit, yeah, like for being an absolute stunner. I love that kit. But then their third kit, which has gone back to the the black and grey checkerboard. Oh yeah, I'm not a fan of that. We're not a fan. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It looks it looks a little little bit like a sort of knockoff kit that a five-year-old might wear like a little racing track kit or something i'm, I'm not yeah. quite sure mm-hmm. it's not it it's not the one it's, i do like gone, the blue one yeah they've done all three they've gone the really great one the fine one and the trash yeah i, I, I like the blue one apart from the fact that i mean the obvious that liverpool now have a blue kit which mm. i mean that's the the dog well, amongst see- the <laughs> the dog amongst the talons or whatever. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> whatever. Well, mad. If, you, see, if yeah. you don't like uh, colours on different teams' kits, the uh, Chelsea kit isn't going to do you any favours with the oh, blue and red stripe. Well, that was pretty much top of my worst worst kits list. I mean, they've just brought a Crystal Palace shirt out and tried to brand it as this has always been Chelsea, and it's like it's not always been Chelsea. No, it's just... the American connection, isn't it? It's red, white, yeah. and blue. At the end of the day, with Pulisic yeah. in the in the kit, so oh, I, think, I think there's a little bit of that in the old thinking. And the uh, Man United zebra kit, another shocker. I mean, I, I like yeah. a bold kit. I like a bold kit, but I mean, no. Just no. Just no. Well, I was, I was, 
Yeah. I was talking it was about when it, it went, down, um, when it went a, down to shorts and socks and everything, and it was just like the whole thing was just zebra. And I'm like, can you not? <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. The um, I was talking about it with my mates, and we were saying that for the opposition, they're gonna hate it because that kit running at you, you're not really gonna be able to yeah. see it. But then your teammates, surely exactly the same. Yeah. It- yeah, <laughs> wasn't that the, the grey kid back in the day when they had to change it at half time or whatever, the, the infamous story? And it's just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, is visibility going to be a problem? It's a bit random, isn't it? It's just a bit of a random blur. It's not like it's, sort of dedicated black and white lines. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see um, what people make of that. It'd be interesting to see the sales figures from that. One um, I'm going to shout out before we move on, though, yeah, um, on it. the continent is RB Leipzig. Oh. <laughs> Is RB Leipzig third kit? Oh my days! Have you seen it? I have not. I mean, this is this is very very hipster. I'm, <laughs> I'm sharing my screen. I'm sharing my screen, Michael. Can you see oh. that beauty? Oh my goodness! For the listeners, it is um, RB Leipzig's kit, but with kind of a blue paint swirl. There's some navy. There's some light blue. There's a bit of white in there, and the Nike swoosh, the bag. And the sponsor, which is Red Bull, is all dripped in gold. It is absolutely awesome. stunning. That looks like a film poster. For, can you remember um, the twist, the film Twister? Yeah. Like the, the, with the famous scene where the cow gets swept up in the in the tornado. You've got the red, the two Red Bulls looking like they're being whipped <laughs> up in this Twister. That is such a nice kit. I've definitely yeah. not done it. <laughs> definitely not done it justice there. But um, yeah, yeah, that might be what yeah, I uh, look into. But it, yeah, it is seventy pounds though. So <sighs> yeah, mm. no, I've um, I've got a couple of quick fire shouts to make here. Man City's okay. third kit, the black one mm-hmm. with the sort of bronzy gold trim, gorgeous, perfect, ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> I'd hate hate to say this, but um, the Newcastle third kit. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that at all, but it's purple with um, like black triangles and then this fluorescent sponsor and trim. And that sounds appalling, but it works. It's like some sort of 90s goalkeeper top, but it works. Yeah, a little bit Pavel Cernicek, isn't it? Little Cernicek, bit Cernicek. shout out. <laughs> shout out to the Cernicek. Um, yeah, it, yeah I, I'm, I'm a fan of that. But, you know, let's, let's hope this you know, isn't a podcast that goes live to the nation because uh, <laughs> then I'll just be very embarrassed. Um, and a couple of other shockers. Um, just two to wrap up. Um, it's actually two teams who have gone out of their way to make three diabolical kits each. <laughs> West Brom. West Brom. It's like, it's like they designed the first one. It looks like a bar. I mean, it's, it's just a giant barcode. Mm-hmm. It's like they designed the first one and thought, you know what, lads? Nobody's going to buy this. Let's make the, we don't want people to buy the away kit and the third kit more than the home kit. We don't want, don't want seas of, of yellow and, and green and all this sort of stuff. So let's make the second and the second and third kits even worse. It's like a progressive, like, if you've not seen it, it's navy and white, but like irregular stripes, the home kit. Then it's the same, the exact same pattern, but with green and yellow. And then the exact same pattern, but red and yellow. Oh, oh, <laughs> just, just stop, lads. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, I'm going to no comment on that one because of my <laughs> obvious biases. But um, if I was to comment, I don't think I'd be disagreeing with you very strongly. <laughs> yeah. And the final one is uh, the Crystal Palace. The, I mean, Chelsea have designed a better Crystal Palace shirt than Crystal Palace. Um, so Crystal Palace have three kits, okay? 
the middle stripe on all of them is red. It's, it's the same pattern, same design, everything. The middle stripes are still red, but one of them is white, one of them is blue, and one of them is black. And it's like, it's like, can you be any less imaginative than just having the same kit three times with, with a slightly different color on each of them? It's like, did you, maybe this is just me, but did your mom ever like order multi-packs of clothes from Little Woods? <laughs> maybe exactly. Woolworths, maybe not Little Woods. Woolworths. <laughs> oh man, you're about 12, aren't you? I've just realized. But yep. Little, the Little Woods catalog, you'd pick out your favorite three pack of t-shirts and it would be the same t-shirt in three, three different colors. And it's like they've done that. It's a little, yeah, Crystal Palace, the little woods of kit manufacturers right there. So I am going to disagree with you on that though, because I love the palace kits. I think they're outstanding. I think they're just, it's such Mm. a, uh, such a step away from their usual, their usual stuff. Um, And I really like the black, the black with the red and blue, I think looks ace. So if it was um, one of them, if it was one of them, I'm in, I'm sold. I just think making the same kit three times, just... Well, we don't need 15 kits for a team anyway. Like, it's... uh, (laughs) At the end of the day, these teams only make three or four kits, so people buy three or four kits. So at least Palace are being like, okay, you can have the same kit, you just pick your favourite colour, and then we'll all be happy because we've got £50 and you've got the new kit. Or maybe you just buy like all the same shirt and it's all white and then you just get like, you buy a crayon with it and you can just colour in depending (sighs) on what you would like reversible here, here we have <laughs> here you've got a oh, reversible kit that was on one such side a it's the, on one side it's the black and then you flip oh. it over and it's the white so you get this you get the second and the third kits well we need to take this into our merchandise meeting um and, and not for public consumption because this is how we become millionaires Jake copyrighted copyrighted everyone <laughs> leave it alone <laughs> reversible crystal palace kits um cool we'll get working on that thank you very much for your <laughs> thank you very much for your input <laughs> sounds very formal um, thanks very much for joining me mr wilson uh what is in match of the day magazine this week oh this week's nice this week is tasty it is, is it a goals 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 special of course it's never not tasty it's match of the day <laughs> magazine the uk's biggest selling sports magazine and yes, this is a, it's a striker special, all the fire forwards in there. You've got the golden boot race, you've got global goal kings, you've got a special on the WSL, which is very tidy. And on top of it all, three packs of the brand new match tacks on the front. So you need to get opening, Michael. Nice one. I miss my occasional little dose of match attacks. I've actually, I found my wallet the other day. Um, I've got a Stefan Sessegnon shiny in, in my wallet for no apparent reason. I, I assume you've given it to me at some point. But, um, I think that was a last year job, yeah. Yeah, Stefan follows me wherever I go. Um, good player. I liked him. Aww. Stefan Sessegnon, if you're out there, if you're a friend of the pod, please get in touch. <laughs> we'll get you on the pod. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll chat later. Thank you very much, Mr. Wilson. I much appreciate it. And uh, you can tune in next week where we'll be bringing you a look at some of the new signings. See how the new signings are settling. We've mentioned Rodriguez and and Werner there, uh, but we'll be looking at a few more players who have caught our eye or who haven't quite had the lightning start uh, that many would expect, uh, as well as your usual fancy Premier League tips that will do nothing but, you know, detract from your team and uh, and match previews bringing you some of the the biggest games on tv in the meantime you can come to radiotimes.com slash sport for all of the latest previews news and 
views, I guess. That all rhymes. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.